We're still reeling in the aftermath of another close loss, but we don't have a lot of time to wallow in our sadness as uh, Ole Miss lays in the weeds. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm all right, I guess. Still a little bit in shock. Not necessarily losing to a top 10 team on the road by a single point. Uh, more like the way the season played out. I'm, I'm a little surprised. I had to go back and think, okay, what did I think this spring? What did I think this summer? This is not what I anticipated, Luke. No, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen, and I want to thank Bet Online for being our sponsor today. And I don't know if it's lays in the weeds or lies in the weeds. I don't know whatever I said first. I'm sorry if I screwed that up. My grandmother was an English teacher. I should know it. But she taught English a long time ago, so maybe English was different back then. Maybe she would hit hither and yon back then. I don't know. Anyway, um, Jimmy, yeah, I want to start with a couple of things from one of our loyal listeners, Cameron Bishop. He sent these in, and so I'm, I'm going to start with these three things he sent us, and this will take up the first segment. He said, first of all, Jordan Battle continues to be MIA this year. I 100% agree. I Thank you, Jordan Battle, for coming back. We love you. You're always a hero. Your pick six against Georgia in the SEC title game is awesome. But, frankly, it just hadn't been a good year for him. I mean, I, I, it just hasn't. I mean, you you rarely hear his name called at all. Um mm-hmm. I don't think he has an interception this year. I, no. I, I'm not looking up the stats right now, but boy, I should be able to rattle them off. We have we have created the fewest turnovers in the college football universe. Um, the second second thing you said is this is the first year under Saban that we don't have to have a go-to wide receiver. Even if you take out the past several years, we had two to four stud wide receivers per year. This year, we don't even have one. Are they not getting developed by Coach Wiggins? It can't all be chalked up to inexperience. There's plenty of our junior wide receivers had good freshman years that they built off their sophomore and junior years. I think, Jimmy, we can totally agree with that, and I want to get back to it. And then he sent this um, tweet from Mike Rodak. said, Alabama had 12 players on the field when LSU called a timeout for its two point game-winning two-point conversion. Then they called a timeout, and Alabama had 12 players again on the field after the timeout. That – just screams confusion, lack of focus, whatever you want to say. But I want to go to the wide receiver thing for a minute. That's look, that's something we've been saying on this podcast for a while. We don't have a dude at wide receiver. Now, I hope nobody takes offense to that. If any of our receivers are listening to it and go, hey, I'm a dude, I, you've, we got very good players. We don't have a, a Judy, Waddle, Ruggs, Devontae, uh, Amari. We got none of that. And um, I, I thought it was – I don't think it – I thought it was interesting that Ja'Cory Brooks got one of the players of the week from the coaching staff because I think if he makes a couple of – just if he makes two more plays in that game the other night, I think he's SEC player of the week. I mean, he, he steps into legendary status. You know, like he's the guy that helped Alabama win a game they probably shouldn't have won. Uh, but 
he didn't make those plays. And I mean, I'm not blaming him. Again, it's you can't be mad at somebody because they aren't as good as Amari Cooper or Devontae Smith. That's that's not fair. But the the point is there, and the point is correct. We don't have our typical wide receiver dudes. We just don't have them. Yeah, it's real uh, baffling to me. Now, first of all, I want to say, you know, in support of Ja'Cory, um, I've said all year we don't have a go-to receiver. Maybe we do now. Maybe the answer is Ja'Cory. Uh, he's caught the most balls now. He seems to be, you know, we almost sort of forced the ball to him a lot uh, against LSU uh, by design. Uh, I guess Ja'Cory has sort of developed into that guy, but it's also an explanation as to why Alabama has lacked almost entirely a vertical passing attack because if there is a go-to receiver, it's Ja'Cory Brooks, and he's a possession receiver. He's a third and seven guy. He's not a first and ten, let's see how far Bryce can throw it guy. Uh, and I think that partially explains a lot of things. But Ja'Cory is sort of rounding into the go-to guy. But even if it is, even if the answer to, hey, uh, I, I think Ja'Cory is actually a go-to receiver, how good is he? And, and by that I mean, and, and this will also address the Jordan battle question because I see these two as interrelated in, in, to a certain degree, Luke. And that is I'm more prepared or wanting to talk about this next week once we get through a full 10 games and once Ole Miss is, is beyond us and now all that's ahead of us is Austin P and then then the little old Auburn game at the end. Um, but once we have 10 games is when I'm really going to get loud about this. But, but this is a preview of my point. Uh, schools I don't know how everybody works, but like when it comes to like AP all SEC team and the coaches all SEC team, the schools actually nominate players from their own program. The SID office at Alabama, in conjunction with the coaching staff at Alabama, submits names and stats and sort of makes a pitch to the voters about, hey, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy should make your first or second team all SEC. I, I'm telling you, Luke, I mean, it's 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 easy to say this when you're a little upset after the loss to LSU. But who are you going to pound the table? I'm not talking about eh, maybe this. I'm not talking about a Emil Ekior. Maybe he's second team all this. Maybe. No, no. What I'm saying, Luke, is who do you stand on the table, pound it and say, this all-SEC team, first or second team, is not legitimate unless so-and-so from Alabama is on it. That list is short, and it is missing big names. And not picking on Jordan Battle, but he's one of them. There's no way I'm standing on the table and arguing that he's a first or second team all-SEC player, and he's a guy in the preseason that you would have slam dunk just penciled him in, right? So I think, Jordan, the whole Alabama receiving court, Ja'Cory Brooks might be our go-to receiver now. Is he first or second team All-SEC? Heck no. Heck no. So who is? Bryce, yes. Uh, he might not get it because there's been so many good quarterbacks in the league. He might not get it, but he's deserving. Gibbs, yes. Deserving. First team All-SEC running back, my opinion. There's other guys that are deserving too, so we'll see if he gets it, but he's deserving. I'd pound the table for him. Yeah, yes, Bryce. Yes, Gibbs. I would argue yes, Latham. 
even though he's a true sophomore. I think he's been our best offensive lineman all year and is deserving of all SEC mention. Uh, I would somewhat argue Tyler Steen. Not sure I'd pound the table. Not sure I'd pound the table for Steen or Echior or Cohen, but I could see it. I could see it second teamish. I could see it, but I'm not going to pound the table. That's Young, Gibbs, and Latham on offense. On defense, it's a few more. I would say Byron Young, Will Anderson, Kool Aid McKinstry. Uh, others are eh, maybe Henry Toa Toa, maybe, uh, maybe Dallas Turner. I, That's it. That's yeah, it. I, that's a great point. That's a great and point. Reichard, and Reichard. I forgot Reich. Reichard's a slam. I, I'd pound the table. There's no kicker I want other than – I know he had this a little brief slump, but that was just three or four kicks. <laughs> Reichard, I, I'm not trading Reichard for any kicker in this league. Okay, I agree with you. And what's funny, when you were saying that, I was like, I don't know that Bryce Young's even going to be first team all ACC. I bet he's not. I would, I think I would vote Hendon Hooker. I would. Um, I guess we got to let it play out now because Stetson Bennett outdueled Hendon Hooker and whatever. Um, I think Bryce Young's the best quarterback in the country. I don't even think he's going to make first team on my LACC this year. That's what's weird. Um, missing, the, missing the two games hurt, and he's not playing his best because of the injury. So I don't blame Bryce. I really think it was the injury uh, and that knocked him from clearly the best quarterback in the SEC to ah, maybe second, maybe third. You know, and maybe first. Let's let the games play out because I said Hendon Hooker, and I believe Hendon Hooker. If I was voting today, I'd vote Hendon Hooker, but uh, we don't have to vote today, and that's why I wanted to wait another week or so uh, before I get real adamant about things. But uh, I mean, today I'd vote for Hendon Hooker and Bryce second. Uh, KJ Jefferson would be up there, but gosh, after the game, after the loss to Liberty, uh, I don't know. Jaden Daniels has had a really good year, you know, uh, statistically, but. Uh, I think it's Hooker or Bryce, and I think they'll be first and second in some order. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Nissan. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be, how about that entire 2016 game? Alabama gets down. Was it 24 to three? I think it was 24 to three. Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, on the road, he takes, he really gets targeted and uh, it's not called. He fumbles. Um, then all of a sudden, Alabama scores with Calvin Ridley and they also uh, return uh, a Calvin Ridley running play, by the way, if I remember right. And then they, uh, Eddie Jackson returns a punt for a touchdown uh, later on. Deron Payne scores a touchdown. Jonathan Allen scores a touchdown. Uh, Damian Harris had two really long runs, and one of them, I remember, he got caught at the one. If you remember, that's what he was yeah. known for forever, was getting caught at the one-yard line after big runs. Adoree Jackson ran him down twice in the USC game uh, that year. But anyway, um, yeah, that game was a lot of fun. And, and then just when you think Alabama's got it all wrapped up, Ole Miss scores and they get the onside kick. Uh, and, boy – and then they score again, I think. And then we finally get the ball. And uh, if you remember, oh, my God, uh, uh, the, uh, the our big running back, Bo, Bo Scarborough, he fumbles, and one of our linemen uh, is able to pounce on it. That's and uh, that's something that didn't go talked about very much. But anyway, um, 
This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available at Nissan. No, excuse me, NissanUSA.com. 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 If I say it a bunch of times like that, you'll remember. Um, yeah, so going back to, to what you were saying, uh, I don't know how many people you can pound the table for. Because it's funny. Look, I'd, I would pound the table. For, I would pound a lot of things for Bryce Young, and I've got to find a better way to say that. Yeah. Um, uh, whoa, whoa. Nissan USA. Nissan USA. Nissan USA. <laughs> um, I'll tell you about J.C. Latham. Look, he, there were a lot of positive stats about him going into this game. He got beat pretty good in this game. He was he did not play well against LSU. He did not play well at all. And my rewatch um, gotten up to the second quarter or something like that. The first quarter, he played pretty well. First quarter, I can just tell you that. First quarter, he played pretty well. Uh, that's all I really can say emphatically on the rewatch. You know, every single time I watch the rewatch, the offensive line is a little better than I gave him credit for live in the game. And uh, so far, through the first quarter, uh, even though Alabama is scoreless, uh, offensive line done pretty well, particularly on that first drive. God, so it, it, it cost us the game. I mean, it really did. I mean, that first drive, it was – a thing of beauty. You know, it, we, we executed perfectly. And there were several plays where all five offensive linemen just had great blocks. And, and, and we just screamed down the field. And then uh, then the turnover in the end zone. And, guy, you hate to say your first offensive possession lost the game, but that's my opinion. Yeah, it screams to the fragility of this, of this team, of the, yeah. uh, the glass, thin glass psyche that this team has, like outside of Bryce Young. Um, when something goes wrong, I mean, there's just a collapse. There is a uh, stat out there. This is from Chris Felica. Uh, Alabama single-digit wins or losses versus SEC opponents. In the last 17 games, there have been 10. 10 games where Alabama won uh, by single digits or lost by single digits. In the previous 54 games to that in the SEC alone, there was only 10. So there is something wrong. To me, the common denominator is partially Bill O'Brien at, at, at offense coordinator. And, again, I, I'm not trying to lay all the blame at his feet. I think some of the blame does need to go to Saban, even though, again, I feel like I need to always throw this asterisk in there. Nick Saban is the greatest of all time. Um, we had some people, some LSU fans. Look, I'll say this. Losses for, for Alabama are terrible. We don't like them at all, and we would sacrifice whatever to not have them. But as far as views and listens go for Alabama podcast, they skyrocket when Alabama loses because people love to hear us either whine or give excuses or whatever they think we're doing. And uh, they were like, y'all just don't even enjoy football anymore. Y'all y'all are going to lose sometimes. And I'm like, no, we see we don't. That's the thing. We have not lost much. So we have not. We have only lost two games in the regular season like a handful of times. I mean, in 19 19- – when we had the two injury in in 2010 and and this year, that's yeah. it in the regular season. I mean, that's it. I mean, it's, take out 07 because yeah. that that was sort of the kickstart year. And then, and, and, and there's some similarities. Uh, there's some similarities in the sense that it's not totally to blame, not totally, but Bryce's injury has hugely affected the offense over the course of this season. The games he missed, uh, and then playing dinged up. Uh, the 2019 team. Uh, largely lost two games because the starting quarterback got hurt, largely. Uh, he first hurt his ankle and played some games gimpy, even the 2019 game against LSU, gimpy. Um, 
and then uh, obviously was lost in the Mississippi State game. Also similar to 2010 in this way, and I think even more similar to 2010, the 2010 team also suffered a pretty bad injury situation, but it also never seemed to play to its potential, except for maybe one game at the very, very end. Uh, I think this team has just not played to its potential all season like the 2010 team. Yeah, it, that's very true. And, I mean, really, it, it's also the sort of the same thing. I mean, LSU, uh, I can't remember exactly what we lost by in 2010 to LSU, but it wasn't a lot. It was a single-digit game. Um, yeah. Lost on the And then, of course, we, lose we lost to Auburn. Auburn. didn't get blown out. In this particular game, we lost in overtime. I think in 2010, off the top of my head, we lost something like 24-17, something like yeah, that. Yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood. And then we lost to Auburn by one point who went on to win the national championship. You know, that's the thing. We have these two losses, and frankly, Clemson's loss at Notre Dame, a team that has been beaten on their own field by Stanford and Marshall, Clemson lost there by 21, and they should be getting hammered a lot more than we are, a lot more. Clemson's not as good as we are, and and this is not one of our best teams. But because we have two losses, people are just giddy, and we lost by one on a last-second field goal and one on a last-second two-point conversion. I mean, and against two top ten teams on the road. That's my overarching take on the whole season, people. I mean, you just summed up. That's my overarching take. Has this season been rough? Yes. However, it is not because you lost by three points at Tennessee or one point at LSU. You're going to – I don't care how good you – some of the great Alabama teams still lose on the road to top 10 teams. Losing in a close game to Tennessee and a close game to LSU, that is not why this season is rough. The season has been rough, Luke, because of all the other games. You barely beat Texas. You barely beat AM. Arkansas is 28-23 in the fourth quarter. You play horrible offensively in the whole second half against Mississippi State. The only games that are comfortable wins were against teams that our true freshmen could have beat in, in Vanderbilt and Monroe and Utah State. Those have been the only comfortable wins and the only comfortable performances all season. We're going into game 10, and I have to scratch my head thinking of when, what was Alabama's best performance this year? And, and, and am I going to say with a straight face it's Vanderbilt? I mean, so – you're going into the 10th game still looking for your best performance. And that's why the season has been rough. I know all the focus, Luke, is going to be on the loss in Baton Rouge and the loss in Knoxville. I said before those games, really good teams can lose those games. That Those are tough games to win. Uh, again, beating top 10 teams on the road. The only reason Alabama fans think those games should be won is because of Nick Saban and what he's accomplished during this dynasty. If you just suggested to Alabama fans before 2008 that you're just supposed to stroll into top 10 teams in their house and beat the crap out of them, that that, that wasn't pre-2008 thinking <laughs> with Alabama fans either. And even at that time, Alabama was one of the most, if not the most successful program in college football history. Look, those games are tough. But what has been a good performance? That's why this season has been, I'm going to use the word rough. It's not a disaster because I don't care what it, Alabama right now, as we stand here, Luke, Alabama is one of the 10 best teams in college football this season. They are. Okay, uh, as of this moment, they are. I'm with you. But do you think that Alabama is going to win Saturday? Well, I, mean, I don't mean want to spoil your prediction that we're going to do later this right. week, but do you think they're going to win Saturday? Because I'll tell you right now, 
I don't. I, I do. I do. I do believe, and I'm going to predict it, and I'm not just predicting it because I'm an Alabama homer, though, though I am. I, d- I don't deny that. <laughs> I am. Uh, but I'm going to predict it for this reason. Uh, Alabama has more good players than Ole Miss. Alabama has Bryce Young. Ole Miss doesn't. Alabama has Will Anderson. Ole Miss doesn't. I, I, Alabama should win that game. They're a double-digit favorite to do so. Uh, so I'm going to pick Alabama to win. Now, am I going to be shocked if Alabama loses? Heck no. I've watched this team play nine times. No no one that has watched this Alabama team play nine times uh, should believe for one second that, that you can't lose to Ole Miss and Oxford. Oh, heck yeah. They could lose that game. They very well might. Uh, and, and, and it could happen. I'm not going to mock people that pick it the other way. I get it. I totally get it. But, yeah, I think Alabama's going to win because they have more good players than Ole Miss does. Let me tell everybody about Bet Online. You know how much I love Bet Online. I've talked about them a gazillion trillion times. You know, you love them too. You just go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting. And when it comes to football, baseball, basketball, whatever it is, find all the latest player player developments, the team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every single team. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every single sport out there. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because BetOnline, man, that's where the game starts, baby. I love when I kind of funk it up like that, those live reads. Um, Okay. We'll funk it up. That is, people say that to me all the time, but I'm not sure they're saying funk. (laughs) Anywho, um, Jimmy, let's talk for a minute. Uh, We won't spend a ton of time on this, but Alabama basketball starts tonight. Sweet. Play Longwood. Uh, You know, that sounds like the name that Rodney Dangerfield, uh, uh, the school Rodney Dangerfield would have gone to in, um, what was the movie movie he was in? Back to school. Back to Back school, to school, yeah. Thornton yeah. Mellon. Thornton Where Mellon. he did the flying lending. That's right. Yeah. But anyway. Way. The weird thing is, in typical Alabama basketball fashion, we're playing somebody that you're like, who? And then you look into them and you're like, oh, no, they're good. They, they made good. the NCAA. They made the NCAA tournament. They won 21 games. They get most of the team coming back. I mean, oh. this, is, this is not an easy – I know – Half of our fans or more are like, where is Longwood? Who's Longwood? They're good is what they are. They're good. and and they, But that's good. That's good for the team. Let's get a real test. It's not a dress rehearsal. Let's start out with, let's see if you can beat a team that was in the NCAA tournament a year ago that's likely to be there again this year. And let's see how it matches up. It's a real test. Uh, and, and I'm anxious to see it. Now, my, my tune might change with a loss. But, hey, this, that's to me what this team – is going to be, I, I think it's, this is just a, my prediction, Luke, and this sounds so general. This will kind of sound like a horoscope, a horoscope, you know, where everything is so general at all is true. Um, but I, I just mean this for exaggeration effect. I, I believe so far, I'm not comfortable predicting a one loss record for this team. I'm just not because I don't know what they're, I just think this team will have astounding wins and head scratching losses. And yeah, that sounds a lot like last year. And, and and but but I think it's for different reasons. Last year was about chemistry and a team that just didn't mesh and, and and never learned to play well together. I think this year it's just about strangers playing with each other. It's like an all-star team. I mean, it's like it's like you know the, the, these aren't 
there's too many new parts. Therefore, I think some nights it's just not going to work out. But on nights that the talent takes over, they'll, they'll be able to beat anybody. I haven't looked it up. I do know – I know that Longwood um, made the NCAA tournament last year. I know that their best player and leading scorer transferred to Georgia, weirdly. So, Alabama will play against him later on, too. I don't know what their mascot is. Fingers crossed it's the Gamecocks because that would be hilarious. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it is. Um, Longwood, regardless – It sounds like a team – that like on the cartoon shows that me and you like, you know, like we like the Simpsons, we like family yeah. guy, we like American dad, stuff like that. It sounds like, uh, Hey, uh, Peter, you going to the Quahog game tonight? Yeah. We're playing in Longwood. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just sounds like one, like a made up name of a team that's it coming does. to town. Speaking of that, I remember a Simpsons. There's a Simpsons. First of all, there's a great Simpsons where Joe Namath is a guest star and it's awesome. It's a, I mean, he's not in there long, but it's fantastic. And secondly, there's a uh, Simpsons. I think Homer is watching a college football game, and it's uh, the team they're playing is called the So and So Nittany Tide. <laughs> I thought that was. I'll, I'm like, anytime there's a Bama reference, I'm just so giddy about it. It's stupid. And if said in Keith, if said in Keith Jackson's voice, it is. That makes that makes the whole 30 minute show. It is. It really Nittany does. Nittany Tide. But um, Alabama's a 15 point favorite tonight, so they should win. Um, if you haven't researched Alabama basketball at all, I'm telling you right now, hear me now, believe me later, Brandon Miller is going to be a problem for everybody. Oh, I can't wait to watch him play tonight. It's on ESPN Plus, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching it. So, anyway. Yeah, my challenge, Brandon, hopefully they'll let me give the pregame speech, hopefully. And my, and I would challenge Brandon. That this is my, just my my challenge to Brandon because, you know, I don't know the kid, so far be it for me to challenge him. But, but this this is what needs to be said to Brandon by someone he would actually listen to, like Nate. Don't play this season and be happy coming out of it with people saying you're the best NBA prospect in this league. Don't be happy with that. Make people say you're the best player in this league. You're the best player in this league, not the best because J.D. Davison was an NBA prospect. Let's be brutally. He was an NBA prospect, a primo uh, if, we, if we're allowed to say his name right now, Josh Primo, an NBA prospect, Colin Sexton, he was maybe the best player in the league the year that he played at Alabama. He was the reason Alabama won games. Be Sexton. Be the player. I know you have other world next level potential that's going to make you super wealthy, and we'll be rooting for you in the, at that level. But be the best player, not just flash next level potential. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide. Hey, I got